Today we are in Judges chapter 3, verse 31. Years ago I was on a mission trip and uh, I was driving a van. And I had uh, driven that van about 14 hours. And uh, it seemed like uh, I just kept on driving and driving. We were going all through uh, West Virginia. And finally I pulled over to the side of the road and told the guys I'm done. You know, find another driver. And uh, there are times where you do all that you can do and you're done. But then there are times where we don't even get started. Uh, today we're going to talk about a guy who did all that he could. And did all that he could. One older preacher made this statement. He said, Preachers don't preach the Bible anymore. And to prove his point, he said, How many have ever heard a message, Bible study, or sermon on Shamgar? Shamgar. Well, in all honesty, I had not until December... Uh, 2005. And in December of 2005, I heard a local pastor preach on Shamgar. That local pastor was Wendell Eastep. And he was doing a series on the book of Judges. And uh, there in the book of Judges, he did a message on Shamgar. One person said... I didn't know if Shamgar was a person, place, or thing. Was a Shamgar a animal, vegetable, or mineral? A Shamgar sounded a little bit like an embarrassed fish to me. Well, in Judges chapter 3, verse 31 you find the third judge of Israel, you find Shamgar. Now I'd like to think that maybe Shamgar would be like a superhero. That would be a great name of a cartoon or a character. I mean, I can see it. Here he comes. Shamgar! I mean, I can just see the publicity for that. Let's make a movie on that superhero, Shamgar and his mighty army. Let's read, alright, chapter 3, verse 31. After him came Shamgar, the son of Anath, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goad, and he also saved Israel. There are two verses in the book of Judges on Shamgar. The other one is in chapter 5. If you look at Judges chapter 5, verse number 6. Judges 5, 6. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anak, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted, and travelers went by roundabout ways. Now that chapter 5 verse 6 
simply says it was a very dangerous time during the days of Shamgar. Again, Shamgar follows the judge Ehud. Alright? Othniel, Ehud, and now we've got Shamgar. His name is interesting. Uh, the name Shamgar means one of two things. It means a sword, or it could also mean a cupbearer, like Nehemiah. And what it does mean is that Shamgar was a servant of the Lord. Man, what an amazing thing. When God needed someone, He found a Shamgar that did all He could do. Now, the book of Judges chronicles a very, very dark time. We've looked at this before. In Judges chapter 21. Judges 21 verse 25. It says two things about the day and time of Judges. There was no king in Israel. Good thing and a bad thing. The good thing was that God was to be their king. Bad thing was the next part of Judges 21-25, which simply says, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Because it was a lawless time, everybody wrote their own law. Because it was a time of anarchy, everyone did their own thing. It was a Burger King kind of day. Remember the commercial for Burger King? Have it your way, alright? I think it was Burger King that had that, alright? Have it your way. If you want the pickles, have the pickles. If you want the onions, you can have the onions. I don't like onions. I think they are from the devil, alright? I don't like onions. Now my mom is in love with onions. I go to her house, she cooks everything with onions. She puts onions in her banana pudding. I mean, onions everywhere. We're going to bury her with an onion in her mouth, alright? I've told her that, alright? Now listen to me. The problem in our day and time is that we are so full of pride is that we have become small little gods. It's much like the Tower of Babel. In our pride and arrogance, everyone writes their own law. Absolute truth, black and white, this is wrong, this is right, is missing from our day and time. At the time God called Shamgar as judge, most everyone feared one big bad enemy, the Philistines. Oh, you remember David with a sling slew old big old Goliath. Well, here are the Philistines according to chapter 3, verse 31. The Philistines are the enemy. Now I want to tell you, the people of God have always had an enemy. You and I talk about the three big enemies we have being the flesh, the devil, and also the world. That is our big three that we fight against. Well, before I get to the heart 
of the message here today. Let me just back up and just give you some introduction, tell you some things about Shamgar. Number one, I find that he was an ordinary man. An ordinary man. Now, in chapter 3, verse 31, it says that uh, Shamgar has an ox goat. That was an instrument that a farmer would carry. It was a farming tool. And so Shamgar is an ordinary man. He is a plain, ordinary farmer. That's what he is. Okay, here's the question. What's an ox goat? Well, it is a farming instrument. It was a pole that was eight feet long. And on one end was a sharp metal little point that you use to prod an ox or goad an ox when it wouldn't move. I want to tell you, I'd, I'd like to have one of those things today. I, <laughs> I could find some badness I'd like to goad a little bit, you know? Let me walk up behind you and stick you with a sharp point every once in a while. Get you moving. JP, that gets you killed. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear that, but JB said he'd like to have one every Sunday morning. You use that on Kathy, she'd stick that down your throat sideways. <laughs> sideways. Anyway, try to save your marriage, alright? How long have you been married? Two. <laughs> Kathy said too long. <laughs> Forty something years? Forty something. Okay. Alright. Yeah, you better know. When's your anniversary? <laughs> Until the twelfth of never. The twelfth of never. J.D., on this week on Tuesday and Thursday, I'm doing counseling. Call that and make an appointment, okay? Back to the ox goat, alright? Eight feet long pole, sharp point to one end. And on the other end, it had a kind of a spade, a little shovel thing that was used for cleaning a plow and also cleaning stuff that the oxen would leave behind. Are you with me on that? Is that enough detail? Okay. So, you and I look at Shamgar and we think, here is a country bumpkin. Here is a nobody. He is an ordinary man, but yet he is recorded in the Word of God as a mighty judge. Alright. Second thing about old Shamgar, he was not a Hebrew. Possibly he was a Hittite or a Hurrian by name. And so we find that the name Shamgar, it's not Hebrew. And so his ancestry could have been Hittite or Hurrian by name. And then also he is the son of Anath. Anath was the name of a Canaanite goddess of war. 
Anath was the wife of Baal, the Canaanite god. Alright, so buckle up and listen to this. Here's an ordinary man, not even possibly a Hebrew, and he's the son of a person that probably worshipped in a Canaanite pagan temple. And yet, God used a pagan, a farmer, terrible family, family background, God used this person to His glory. I'm reminded of that old hymn, Oh, to grace, how great a debtor. I mean, it's amazing that God could use any of us. John 3.16 For God so loved Shamgar that He gave His one and only Son. Alright. So God loves us. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's redeeming. There are four things. I've given you four points about Shamgar. Alright, number one, he did what he could. He did what he could. Now look here in chapter 3, verse 31. How many people did Shamgar kill? 600 Philistines. And you might think, man, that's a lot. But now listen. Ahud killed 10,000. Samson killed 1,000. Gideon killed 135,000 with his army. All of those judges did more than Shamgar. Why did Shamgar only kill 600 men? I got a word on that because that's all there was. He killed them all. You know what God wants you to do? God simply wants you to do just what you can do. If God has given you a voice and a passion to sing in the choir, God wants you to do that. If God has given you a desire to be a greeter, God wants you to do that. If God has called you to preach, man, you better get you a fistful of Bible and stand up and preach. Whatever God has called you to do, He wants you to do just what you can do. Now, in light of that, let me give you two words on that. Number one, don't be something you're not. Shamgar was a farmer. Shamgar used an ox goad to fight with. Do you remember the time that David was going to fight the Goliath, Philistine Goliath? And he walks out there and they say, here is the armor of Saul. Strap this on you. David put that armor on and David said, it don't fit. And I can't fight in this armor. That armor was not protection for David. It was a prison for David. And if you try to be something you're not, if you try to wear the armor that doesn't fit you, it's going to be a prison for you. It's going to bind you. It's going to constrict you. It's not going to free you up to fight. You be who God called you to be. Alright? Do you remember in the New Testament, there's a story in Mark chapter 12. And I want you to hold your spot here, but look over to Mark chapter 12. I want you to look at this New Testament story. Mark chapter 12, and look at verses 41 through 45. Mark 12, 41 through 45. 
Mark chapter 12, reading 41 through 45. Forty-one through forty-four. How about that? I'd have to add a forty-five to that. All right. Here we go. And he sat down opposite the treasury and began observing how the people were putting money into the treasury. Many rich people were putting in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which amount to a cent. Calling his disciples to him, he said to them. Truly I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the contributors to the treasury. For they all put in out of their surplus, but she out of her poverty put in all she owned, all she had to live on. What did she give? She gave all she could. All she could. That's all God wants from any of us. Someone commenting on this poor widow said, what she gave wouldn't buy a piece of used chewing gum. <laughs> but she gave all she could. So Shamgar, he slays 600 Philistines with an ox goat. Now, picture in your mind, now think about this, alright? Here's this long eight foot pole. Can you see this wild, I'll use the word Comanche, alright? This wild Comanche of a farmer out there twirling this pole and just swinging it wildly and killing everything in sight. I was on a mission project one time and we went to someone's house and, and we were doing yard work. Why I was there, I don't have any idea. We were doing yard work. And so uh, there was a big area of tall weeds. And a bunch of real strong, mighty men. I mean, boy, they were men's men, muscled up. Boy, they were just, I mean, strong, working out there in the, in the world. And, and they were all scared to go into this area where these weeds were growing up. They said, preacher, I ain't going in there. There's snakes in there. I said, well, we've got to cut that grass. And they said, oh, I said, no, we're not going in there. There's snakes in there. I said, give me that weed eater. So I grabbed that weed eater and I started yelling. I said, look out! Here I come! <laughs> and I jumped in there and man, I was swinging that weed eater around and I just swinging it left and right. Somebody said, that is one wild preacher. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, that's Shamgar. Man, he had the power of God on his life. He was filled with excitement and enthusiasm. He just started swinging that pole and he killed 600 Philistines. Boy, what a, what a guy. He did all that he could. Alright, we've got to move on. Number two. Not only did he do all that he could, but number two, with what he had. He had an ox goad. Farmers again used it to tend their oxen. Again, when an ox would stop and get lazy, they'd get goaded with the stick. 600 Philistines came at Shamgar with helmets, shield, breastplate, spears. Man, they were armored up. 
Oh, Shamgar, just with this ox goad. I want to tell you something. When you and I are equipped in the armor of man, God just doesn't show up. When you and I are strong in ourselves, when we are full of our energy, we don't leave room for the power of God. Shamgar did it that day because there was room for the power of God to work. One of my great fears for our church in 2020 is that we are so blessed. We are so equipped. We've got the best technology. We've got the best buildings. We've got the best of everything. Let's leave room for the Spirit of God. Let's leave room for the power of God. Mother Teresa said this, little is much when God is in it. What a quote. Little is much when God is in it. Alright, let's move on. Number three. Alright, he did what he could with what he had. Number three, where he was. Where he was. Now, if you look in chapter 5 again, Judges 5, and look at verse number 6. Judges chapter 5, verse 6. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted, and travelers went by roundabout ways. They were scared to travel on the roads. Scared to travel on the roads. I remember when I went to Israel, I went with a bunch of, of ladies and um, another pastor friend. And, and um, I remember before I went to Israel, I'd been on several mission trips. And, uh, and I told my wife, Pam, where are you today? I, back there, you're hiding back there, okay. But uh, I told my wife, Pam, before I left, I said, uh, you know, I've been on all these mission trips and I've carried luggage for people. I've carried crates. I've, I've uh, you know, worked hard on these mission trips. I said, Pam, I'm not carrying anyone's suitcase. I'm not going to open up doors for people. I'm just going to enjoy myself. I'm going to have a good time as a tourist in Israel. Well, I got on the bus the first day and man, there's all these senior adult women. Brother Pastor, could you get my suitcase down for me? Brother Pastor, could you carry this to my, my room? I want to tell you, I worked myself to death during that trip. We got back to the airport. They were all coming up to my wife saying, Oh, Pam, your husband's just so wonderful. He carried our bags all over Israel. Pam said, you talking about Richard? <laughs> I remember one time, we were in Jerusalem. They wanted to go shopping about 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and so I went with them downtown Jerusalem about 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I got back about midnight, walked in, and, and uh, got in trouble with the, with the guy. And he said, you shouldn't be out this late. And I said, those women kept me out, you know. But uh, those, those ladies want to go shopping over in the Palestinian sector. And uh, our tour guide, Doran, said, uh, uh, it's not safe 
for me to take you over to that area. And so uh, he said, if you want to go over there, you have to hire some Palestinians to take you over to that sector. These women, they said, well, we'll just hire some Palestinians to take us. <laughs> and I said, that's great. God be with you. <laughs> then they said, no, you don't understand. You're going with us, Richard. And so we got in a van. Palestinians take us over to the Palestinian area and got halfway back. And, and the Palestinian guy pulled over to the side of the road and said, uh, uh, turned around and said, you all get out. And said, somebody else is coming by to pick you up. And I said, uh, oh, no, we're not. I said, we're staying right here. I said, we're not getting out of this van. And he said something in Arabic, I'm sure that was not nice. And uh, called me a few names, and I said, we're not leaving, we're staying right here. And those ladies were screaming, one was going, dear Jesus, dear Jesus. <laughs> well, sure enough, finally he started the van back up and took us back to the hotel. I don't know what would have happened if we'd have got out of that van, but I do know this. There are dangerous times. There are dangerous areas where God surrounds you with His protection. In the days of Shamgar, it wasn't safe even to drive on the street. But God raised up a Shamgar to make a difference. Now, church folks, let me tell you this. We're living in dangerous days. We're living in days where children are afraid to go to school because they don't know if their school is the next one to have a shooting. We're living in dangerous times where if you go to a shopping mall, you don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to tell you this. God needs to raise some shamgars that will stand up and fight the enemy. We need some shamgars today. Well, let me move on, alright? This is the fourth and last thing today. Fourth and last. And that is, he did it all for the glory of God. So Shamgar did what he could with what he had, where he was, a very dangerous place, and he did it for the glory of God. Look back to chapter 3, verse 31. Notice the last part of that, verse 31. And he also saved Israel. Do you see that? He saved Israel. He was a Savior for Israel. He did it for Israel. The glory of God. That's the main thing. You know, whatever you and I do, it's for the glory of God. If God is not glorified by what you do, if you are glorified by it, something's wrong with that. I want to tell you, I love the Christmas pageant. I love celebration of liberty. But it's all done for the glory of God. For His glory. Let me get you to look at one last verse here. You got your Bible. Look over to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. We'll close with this today. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31. 1 Corinthians 10 and look at verse 31. Paul writing to the Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. It says, Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Shamgar did that. What a lesson. He did what he could 
with what he had. He did it where he was, and he did it for the glory of God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word today. God, give us some men like Shamgar. God, give us some women like Shamgar who are not afraid to take what they've got. It may just be a stick, eight foot long pole like old Shamgar had. But Lord, when that tool is used by you, God, it can do mighty things. Uh, David had a sling. Shamgar, a pole. Little boy had a lunch. Lord, whatever we have, when we give it to You, God, You can use it. And so I pray that we would be faithful to do that. And Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.